0: Hey there. Welcome back. Oof, you guys. I'm excited. I'm excited for the week, for the cool weather, for all sorts of growth, all the things. So today's episode is about using emotion as fuel. And I want to touch on three with a fourth kind of bonus thing inside of using emotion as fuel. And so the first thing I'm going to talk about is like what people think emotions are. Then we're going to dig into how emotions tie into your business growth and mindset. Because I mean, I'm a former non-feeler. So I'm like, please tell me why I want to know this. (laughs) Give me a reason but then the third thing we're going to dig into is how to use emotions to fuel your business. And inside of that one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you some of the easiest ways to access emotion. Okay, so let's let's get started with what people think about emotions. And in society, right, before we are entrepreneurs, before we're in a headspace of mindset and growing a business... What you have access to is what the normal average common person, I love it, common, those commoners, (laughs) no, just the standard line of thinking. And so I know for me, I used to think about it as there being two types of people, but I mean, I honestly didn't know until I got to this point. But now looking back, I see that there are two types of people. There are feelers and there are non-feelers. And my mom and my brother are great examples of feelers. They, like my mom, will just cry at all the movies and all the things. She gets teary. That was my idea of a feeler. I was like, whoa, criers. And then there was my brother who was also a feeler, but it looked different. So his looks more like um, like quick emotion, right? Like he's quick to go into being angry or irritated or frustrated Interestingly, it's just quick into negative emotion, but it's almost as though these emotions control them. And so maybe the feelers, they just possibly have more intense emotion, maybe, but they just maybe feel more controlled by them. And then, as a, I, I would categorize myself as more of a non-feeler. Now, are these just innate things? Are these things we learn? I don't know the answer, and I don't think it matters. I think what matters is, is that if you just see emotion as a thing, which we'll get to next, and it's something you can learn. It doesn't matter which of these categories you fall in. There's no judgment. It's just who you've been. Either emotion comes quickly and feels out of control and like it happens to you, or the second category, which is you have a hard time feeling emotion. And one of the really interesting things I find about these types of people, myself included, is that there's an event in their life that causes them to have the thought that it would be better not to feel. (laughs) And I find it fascinating because I had the same experience and then I've heard other people share the same exact kinds of stories. And it's usually in middle school or high school. And for me, it was like liking a boy. I think I asked him out and he said no. And I just had all of these thoughts about myself and about him and about, no, basically myself. And it just, and then there were other little things like, I don't know if you guys remember this, but, um, or if this happened for you, but there's this, like, where people play these games where they're trying to get you riled up and trigger you. Like, um, man, I can't even think of an example of it, but it would be something to the effect of, oh my gosh, somebody stole your car. Right? They're trying to to trigger you and, and raise your emotions. And so the non-feelers, there's been something like that where they've basically realized, like, I want to be in complete control of how I feel. So that no matter what happens around me, it's not jerking my emotions around. And and here's the second part: other people don't get the benefit of thinking they can make me feel a certain way. Okay. So we've got high emotion where emotion seems to be happening to them and then there's the emotion where it's like you've disconnected from it on purpose so notice how neither of these are good or bad they just are how we have in our society experienced emotion and so then we add on to what people think about emotions judgments Well, like thoughts about people who have emotions are weak. If I cry, I'll be weak, right? They can have emotion, but like, I don't want to have emotion. Um, I crack myself up now because I'll like cry at movies or get like teary eyed or songs or events and I'll be like, oh, that's my mom coming out. (laughs) As opposed to thinking, yeah, this is me being a human, I'm feeling feelings, of course I'm getting teary, right? But it comes down to this, like we want to make it mean something, but it doesn't, right? So the emotion is normal. And before we learn that our emotions are all created by our thoughts, we do believe that other people create them and can, like people can influence them, but they don't create them. We are always in control. And you hear this in our society when we tell our children things like, you're hurting mommy's feelings. Daddy, look at daddy. He doesn't like it when you do that. Do you really want to keep doing that? Oh my gosh. I hear these things, but it's also very easy for them to come off of your tongue, right? I ask my five-year-old, oh, did anybody like your shirt today? And I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like, oh, sure. Teach the kids that need external validation. That's what we want to do. But it's all a part of this emotional awareness. And so the more you tune in with, like what, so, so I want you to decide which of those categories of emotions, emotional feelers do you fit into? Now, the next part of this is how are emotions connected with mindset and more specifically growing your business and of course, making money. And here's how. It's that your emotion is the reason you do or don't do everything. So if you want, like I want you to think about everything that you want in your business. You want to make $50,000. You want to make $100,000. You want to have 10 clients. You want to have 20 clients. Why? And the reason usually, right, you keep asking yourself why. Why? And what it always comes down to when you go deep enough with your whys is because of an emotion you think you're going to feel when you get that thing. And and a way to think about this is your children or your partner. Sorry, everybody else. Maybe you have to come up with your own analogy, (laughs) right? Like I remember being obsessed with the idea of having a husband when I was... I don't know, 18, 19, 20. I guess I met my husband at 22. So that whole 18, 19, 20, 21 years of my life felt like the longest years of my life because I thought that having a husband was just everything I ever... Now, I was also very driven. So it's not like I thought that he was gonna... I don't know what I thought. I definitely thought I was gonna feel some different feelings. Like I thought I would feel more loved, and connected to somebody. And um, what else did I think I would feel? I think love and connection. And so I just, I just engrossed myself. I'm sure if you guys know me, you're just shocked by that. Really, Elizabeth, you engrossed yourself in your goal? Yes. I read every book. I thought about it. I talked about it with my one friend. <laughs> I, I just, it was all I thought about. And so when I got a husband, right? Like I just went to the store and bought him. Um, and I think about now, right? Do I purposely feel love and connection with him on default? No. On default, my brain is like, Hmm, what else is going on? Oh, like, this is so interesting. He's not causing me to feel love and connected. Oh, or desirable. That's one of my favorite ones where I'm like, I want you to make me feel desired. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. But but ultimately, he can't. Nobody can create your emotions but you. And so once you realize the emotions you want to feel, you now have the power to create them and feel them. And so inside of my marriage, I have to remember to feel intentionally love for him and connected to him and desire, right? I have to feel desire for me. I have to feel desire for him and desire for us. And when I do that intentionally, we have the best relationship because in my head, that relationship is so much stronger because the only way we create emotions is with us our thoughts so I give you that example because so often you guys can relate to like yeah when I have kids or when I have a husband I'm gonna feel a certain way and then you get it and you're like this is suspiciously not what I thought (laughs) this is different I still have problems we still have problems right like it's gonna be the same thing in your business you're gonna think you're gonna feel a certain way when you have 10 clients 20 clients or make a hundred thousand dollars And the reality is every crappy thought pattern you have right now is going to come with you. I remember making $100,000 and the thought that I had was, this isn't enough. I remember making $100,000 and still having a thought like, oh, but can I keep doing this? I'm not sure I know how I did this. And so now... One of the ways that I help my clients is, is that I help them see those thoughts. And it's like, you have to clean it up now. Making money, creating that that money isn't going to change how you feel. It isn't going to stop those thoughts from being there. And so you you have to clean it up now. Or you're going to clean it up later. You really, you just get to choose. But when you realize that everything you do or don't do is because of an emotion, Again, you get a sense of power back. Do you notice the theme here? I love to feel in control. And before I knew that my thoughts created my emotions and that I did, like that really, even when I'm selling you guys, all I'm selling is emotion. I'm selling that I can teach people how to feel emotion, to use emotion as a tool and ultimately how to feel like certain and in control and actually be it, right? Not like, oh yeah, this is like, I can make this happen. But like the places where you really, really can feel certainty and your brain doesn't argue like, no, that's bullcrap. And so if everything we do is for an emotion, that means the money you want, you get to feel that emotion right now. And feeling whatever you think you're going to feel when you create $100,000 now is what helps you create it. That fun, right? When you're like, yeah, I'm going to make $100,000 and I'm going to feel really, I'm going to feel like it's just fun to grow my business. I'm going to make $100,000 and I'm going to feel proud and accomplished. I'm going to feel successful. The, The job then for you is to learn how to think those thoughts and feel them now. And your brain might be like, yeah, but how could I believe those thoughts now? And this is actually what's fascinating. When you write down what you're going to be thinking when you get there, sometimes those thoughts need like one tiny little tweak. Like maybe instead of saying like, it's done. I set a 2019 goal and I set it by, I, I hit it by October, which is actually what I do. <laughs> That's so fun. But it just shows you like, it's just totally possible. You don't need 12 months to hit a goal. And so you might be thinking before it's done, right, because now what I'm thinking about my million-dollar goal two years from now is I'm like, it's totally possible that next year I make a half a million dollars by October. And it's also just totally possible that the following year I make a million by October, and so this is even that more of that feeling of possibility, but it's just the tweaking of what you're going to be believing when it's done. And so that's how emotion is connected to mindset in your business. Now, here's the next part, which is how do I use emotion to fuel my business? Because again, you're going to have both of you, right? There's two types of people. The people who feel like emotions happen to them and they feel... My favorite analogy of this is actually like you walk a dog, And the dog is either trained or it's not. And so an untrained dog on a leash is going to be an, just so we get the picture in our head right, it's like a big dog, right? It's a hundred pound dog. And so the dog is like jerking you around. It sees a squirrel and it's like off and your arm is like, whoa, right? (laughs) Or it's a trained dog, same size because emotion is, you know, it's just emotion. So it's still a hundred pound dog. But it's a hundred pound dog who's been trained to walk on a leash and your emotions are the same way. Before you train them, they're going to jerk you around or they're going to be completely absent because you kind of stuffed them in a closet and often people who stuff the emotion in the closet, the only emotions they really feel are the negative ones. They'll, they'll feel the good ones, but it's it's very often just for like split moments and then lots more often it's the negative. Um, but you want to look and see, okay, so which category of this am I? Both of them are totally capable of learning how to feel your emotions, but now how do we use it in business? Okay, so the first thing that I do when it comes to emotion is that I ask, so I guess even before that, though, you're going to have to learn how to identify sensations in your body and label them. This is going to feel kind of daunting. It kind of feels daunting for me still. So we probably shouldn't think of it as daunting. (laughs) It's just, it's a game. It's a game where you have sensations in your body and you're learning how to name them. It would be like if you were looking at a color chart, but it was like a giant wall of colors and there was like 500 color swatches on the wall, okay? And every single color is a different shade and it's your job to name the colors. And so maybe you're doing it without any knowledge of them, but we are. So maybe we get the basics, red, blue, green, and then there's gonna be like 30 different shades of green and you have to come up with all the crazy names, for every different shade of green. And so this is what you're going to do with the sensations in your body. So you're going to have to learn how to step out of your head, right? Basically what you're doing is you're pointing your brain at your body. Um, and then you're feeling what's happening in your body. Emotions typically happen in your chest, your throat, your stomach. Um, you're going to feel tension in other areas like tightness. But sensations are just like little tingles. They could be tight. They could be like a movement, fast or slow. Sometimes they feel like shapes. Like sometimes I feel like there's like a like a hard, strong rod going through me. And it sounds terrible when I say that out loud. But it doesn't feel bad, right? Like it, it feels very strong. Um, other times like my anxious feeling is more in my chest. And it's like very fast. And sometimes it goes into my throat and kind of feels um like choking a little bit like overwhelmed or overwhelmed feels more like heavy like there's books on top of my chest and combined with that anxious like quick movement right so notice how there's just these feelings or like certain oh it's one of my favorites this is the one that feels like a hard rod through me I feel this like it's almost like my insides go together like a tube Okay, but they're not my insides. <laughs> like that's terrible analogy. Um, but I just feel this like strongness inside of me. And it goes probably from my stomach to my chest. And so when I feel certain, I hold my shoulders back. I sit up straight. It courses through my body. It's, there isn't a fast movement to it. So it's a slow, if any, movement at all. And I feel it through my body. Now this is a different feeling than curious. Right. Curious is an interesting one because it's actually kind of like anxious. <laughs> it's in my chest. It's a quicker movement, but it's actually slower. So anxious is very fast, like duh, 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 like that, <laughs> whereas curious is more like. Duh, duh, duh. <laughs> That's my attempt to make motion sound. And so it's still in my chest, and it kind of feels bubbly, like there's bubbles rising up from my stomach to into my chest. And so the movement is just kind of slow and bubbly and it ends in my chest and it almost like forms a pool of bubbles there. And that's what curious feels like. Now, love, it's more like in the center, like it's below my ribs. And it's almost more like a ball. And so it's, it's kind of circular and it's warm so, notice the sensations can have temperature. Some people talk about colors. And so, this is what it means to pay attention to the sensations. Now, if we go back to your wall is colored and cover, covered in color swatches, and there are lots of different colors, you start this process by just picking a few emotions and learning how to feel them. You don't set out to name every color on the wall on day one, you just learn some. And so I think about this for myself. I just have some core feelings that I feel very regularly. I feel driven. I feel certain. I feel curious. I feel committed. I feel neutral. I feel like a neutral, peaceful feeling. Um, I also feel negative emotion. My favorites, my brain's favorites Um, despair, I, that one always cracks me up (laughs) because it's such an interesting feeling in my body. Uh, anxious, my body likes that one. Um, overwhelmed, I do still get that one. Um, doubt, uncertainty. Um, hmm, I think those are probably my main ones. And then there's an interesting thing about way feelings work. So, right, we talked about the feeling, Creates an emotion in your body. So I want you to think about, um, like, if you were feeling, let me find one, uncertain. So I might be creating the feeling of uncertain with the thought, I'm not sure what to do. I don't know, I don't know what my niche is. And then you feel that uncertainty in your body. And then here's where our brain gets tricky. Our brain has a thought about the sensation in your body, right? So a thought created the feeling and then your brain has a thought about the feeling and it has a thought like, "Ooh, if I feel that way, I probably shouldn't do anything. Or yeah, this probably isn't going to work, right? There's some thought that almost like strengthens the feeling. So I want you to be aware of this and kind of look for it. Where is your brain creating a feeling with one thought and then almost like, Solidifying the action you probably aren't taking with another thought because of what it's making that emotion mean. So, we've gone a little deep in here, but these are some of my favorite things to talk about. Because if emotion is the only reason we do everything or don't do a thing, this is the space. Spend time here. I meet so many mindset coaches who try and stay in their head. They want to like manhandle their thoughts. They want it to be like this thought creates the things. But there's a flow of human behavior. And that flow is that first you think a thought or you can start with the emotion and then you can strengthen it with the thought. But the reason you take action or don't take action is because of an emotion And sometimes that emotion is neutral and you might be like, no, I don't feel anything. But there is an emotion in there. And so the question I want to invite you to ask yourself is, what's fueling this action, this behavior, this result I'm trying to create? So sometimes if I sit down to do something, I might just ask myself that question. I'm getting ready to write an email. I'm getting ready. Ooh, recording this podcast. I was like, my brain was like, well you didn't do it last week and so then I start feeling that like discouraged yeah you're right I say to my brain and then I was like but wait I want to record this podcast and I was like oh yeah I forgot (laughs) and so you ask yourself what's fueling this am I allowing discouraged to fuel my action or attempt of action Because I guarantee you, if I tried to record this podcast feeling discouraged or feeling like I should or have to do it, those are the podcasts where I'm like, oh, that's horrible. Like, what was I even talking about? No, I definitely can't release that. Or what should I say? I don't know what to say. I don't know what to create. But when I'm like, no, I have something to say. I want to do this. That is a different emotional fuel. Okay, one last tip that I want to give you for accessing your feelings. And that is using your breath. That's right, that thing you do all the time, (laughs) you breathe. But it's something we do on default. And so when you do it intentionally, when you purposely take deep breaths and focus on your breath, this is actually the perfect way to help your brain focus on and into your body. So I want you to just take a couple of deep breaths and notice how you feel in your body. I feel my shoulders dropping, my chest relaxed with every breath I take, I feel almost like that feeling of grounded, right? Where it's like you're heavy, like pulling down. That's it. That's an okay feeling. And so this allows you to then keep your brain focused on your breath to look for sensations and label them. Everybody's gonna have a different i don't I don't actually know this for sure. I think some sensations are similar in people. But you just get to be open. Like your sensations, the words you call them, they all get to be your own. There's no right or wrong. And so tuning into your breath will help you access those sensations. The other thing that I love with breathing is it helps me. Like I I do feel so driven. I have such a drive. I have such a reason why I'm doing this. And that feeling sometimes needs to be toned down a little bit. (laughs) Like if I want to be present with my children, and I do want that, and with my husband, and I want to think thoughts about him instead of my business, I have to tone the drive down. And if I want to fall asleep, I have to tone the drive down. If I want to prevent myself from burning out because my emotional state is at such a high all the time, I don't remember, I was reading something and it talked about, I'm just making up words here, but these are the words I have in my head, like adrenal fatigue or whatever. Clearly you can tell the extent of my research, but it talked about how people who experience long, like extended periods of stress, right? What would drive be? It's kind of a stressor in your body, right? It's a heightened emotion. That actual experience inside of your body wears out your cells or something, And it doesn't allow your body to repair. And so when I think about that, I think about how important breathing is because I can feel that drive a lot of the day and then I can also in an instant remember to breathe and relax my entire body. It's always available to me. Whether you're on a consult, whether you're on a client call and you realize like, ooh, I'm starting to try and convince my (laughs) client. I'm getting really invested in this thing, right? You breathe. You bring your body back to just a very calm state. You want to fall asleep. You want to be present with your family. You breathe. You bring yourself back to the present moment. And this, my friends, is emotion as fuel I hope you take this out I hope you will let it change your life because emotions are why we do or don't do absolutely everything have an amazing day thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the strategic mindset podcast before you go take a minute and leave a review and hit that subscribe button. (laughs) These are actually the only two ways that I have to know who's on the other end. And so if you haven't already, do those things and I'll see you next time. And I'll see you next time.